why don't we use improv exercises to help teams? If we say yes, we come somewhere. We uh, can bring an idea uh, much further. But you're actually training your brain and your body to deal with these situations. But I don't think that's the answer they want to hear. When I started this show, we thought that it would be awesome. But it happened that it wasn't just a awesome show, but amazing. Fantastic! Fascinating! Unrealistic! Splendid! Yet! Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Oké, okay, en welkom. Ja, yeah, for completely improvised uh, welcome to you today. So, not sure what's coming. And that basically holds for the whole uh, episode uh, of today. So, um, yeah, Peter, tell us a bit, little bit about you on, uh, on the stage. Yeah, to be honest, uh, yeah, the stage is not the place uh, I'm really comfortable with. Yes, yes, I can do presentations, but to say I live for giving presentations, no. Um, yeah, I don't have the experiences with the topic of this episode, improv, improvisation, uh, theater. So I do want to learn about it, and I'm really curious how this relates to our tech community. So let's ask our guests, uh, Peter Paul. Yeah, we have two uh, two guests uh, today, Rob de Groot and uh, Birgit uh, Kirsten. They are both on the show on the episode because they are members of the core group in Bol.com who. Uh, yeah, are into uh, improv uh, theater and uh, also how uh, trying to bring that into our uh, um, uh, tech community. So, um, Rob and Burkert, could you yeah tell us uh, a little about your first encounter with uh, improv theater? <laughs> That's been a long time ago. My first encounter with uh, uh, theater was uh, when I was a student. Uh, well, not with theater, but improv theater. When I was a student in, um, it must be in 2019, the, the end of the 1990s, uh, a small group uh, started this uh, improv. Um, and um, I, I was joining and I had a lot of fun with them. How about you, Burgert? Yeah, mine was shortly after that in the year 2000. <laughs> I was uh, at university in South Africa in Potchefstroom and I was watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? I don't know if it's famous here in the Netherlands, but it's a famous American and there's a British version of it as well, improv theater TV pro show. And we were watching it in the one guy's uh, dorm room and we just looked at each other and said, hey, we could do this. And we just uh, got together and started performing in a little theater and Ten years later, we had our uh, we recorded a TV series for a South African television network. The only problem was it was showing at the same time that everyone else was watching rugby on a Saturday, so it didn't <laughs> get a lot of views. But um, yeah, that's the short story of how. And somewhere in that ten years, I also went to uh, America 
and studied improv at the uh, IO Theatre, which is a kind of a famous improv theatre in Chicago. So you're just sharing with us, Berger, that you're a famous South African television star. Uh, I'm saying I'm an unfamous <laughs> South African improv performer <laughs> okay. because rugby is much bigger in South Africa than improv. <laughs> Must be. Nice. Not sure how that how that's here in the Netherlands. I think. Yeah, I think your uh, improv is maybe bigger than rugby, <laughs> but not football. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I already shared that I don't have experience with uh, with improv, but what about you, Peter Paul? Oh yeah, I know what you're aiming <laughs> for, Peter. Yeah, so uh, because it's a, it's it's starting to get famous between uh, Peter and me. My my, so I did uh, I, I, I did two seasons of um, improv theater, like like in a, in a club. But uh, the, 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 the most interesting story is, uh, is about the first encounter with it that I, I, sub I subscribed. So I should be in somewhere in a building at, I don't know, eight o'clock in the evening and just be there. And I was uh, running late from work. So I was hurrying there and I parked my car, rushing out of the car uh, into the building uh, to, the, to the classroom where this uh, course was held. And I, there weren't any windows when I had to open the door. So I, I had no idea what I would be stepping into uh, with this improv thingy. So, and, uh, yeah, I, I was running late, as I already mentioned. So I opened the door, and I entered the classroom, and it were all women. And I've never before been in an environment with just women, because I've been going to a technical university where there were always men. And oh. so there was a, a very, uh, Let's put it interesting experience <laughs> to me, <laughs> and um, yeah, to uh, so your first encounter with women. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for improv, oh, you wouldn't be married and a father <laughs> and all of that. No, it's just everything <laughs> complete mess. <laughs> yeah, so so basically, improv saved my life. That's telling <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob. And this is but becoming you, a story on its own. Yeah, great. <laughs> but of course, you became an improv hero there because all those women adored being improvising with a, a guy like you. Of course, yeah, and 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 uh, and uh, and they all um, let's say yeah, they, they were very happy with the, with the male male person there. So they came up with all kinds of uh, macho things. Uh, so real male men, male things like uh, lots of rugby and that. drinking beer and stuff like that. Yeah. That I have to do. And you, as you know me, that's typical my approach to things. So that was <laughs> very comfortable uh, for me. I felt right at home there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, this is all fun between us. Could could you also tell our audience a little about what improv theater is? Because yeah, they know that there's a lot of laughing now by by listening uh, so far. How would you describe it? So my uh, my very quick uh, description is it's theater that is improvised. <laughs> so normal theater has a script and you rehearse and you uh, and someone else writes the script and does the directing and the actors follow the script. Obviously they in interpret the script, but it comes from the mind of this the writer and the director a lot of it. 
um, and it's pre 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 thought out. But improv theater, there's no script, there's nothing is determined beforehand. The actors create the scenes on stage in the moment with ideas from the audience. And to be to be honest, it's not only about laughing; it's about mm. making emotions with people. Because um, I did a lot of improv where uh, where we had a lot of fun, of course, and um, uh, we make people laugh. But we also had really serious uh, uh, scenes, and uh, sometimes it even works. Like if you have this really emotional scene where uh, somebody is buried and you're all grieving about it, that people in the in the audience will be very quiet and look at it and maybe even tear a, a whimper a, a, a tear uh, uh, away. It's all about making that emotion. And to be honest, um, humor is the most easy emotion to uh, to uh, to reach out in into people to get to get to those things. Because, for example, if you go on a stage and you um, you just uh, start shouting things about sex and stuff, everybody starting started laughing because well, <laughs> because they feel uncomfortable. They feel uncomfortable, <laughs> and if you feel uncomfortable, you start laughing, and then you have some atmosphere. Yeah. But making these really beautiful scenes that's that's a really hard part, but also really fun to do. Yeah, I think I, I agree so much with you. The best improv I've seen wasn't wasn't funny but also a lot of improv is really funny and i always say it's just it's kind of a side effect of improv it's not the goal uh, it's a side effect when you watch people put themselves in a really vulnerable position because they are not prepared they're not in control and they work together they really collaborate and they're really creative together and when people do that that leads to really positive emotions to see people really collaborating and connecting and creating beautiful stories together. Yeah, that really, really works. I can um, I can remember when I was uh, in this group. It was um, well, it, it was a few years ago, and we were performing a lot. And we were in, at this stage that somebody could just point a finger a little bit to the left. And I would exactly know what he means, and I would uh, know exactly what to do to make this story a better story uh, and add to the uh, story. Um, and that re feels really well. It feels really great to do this all together um, uh, with the four of us on on stage to make this uh, really great story. And um, and that's that's what I that's what I really find very attractive in this uh, in this uh, uh, improv theater you can do it all by yourself you can go on a stage but if you are able to do this uh, together with somebody else um, you are in less control and you can be really surprised by what's happening and um, that makes this a real nice uh, twist because you get surprised by things that you would never think of on your own so uh, yeah, that, that's I think uh, a good um, uh, gives a good idea of what improv and improv theater is uh, is about. Uh, let's make the co the connection with with the business and uh, with uh, yeah bringing this into in, into the working space. Uh, how did you come up with it? And uh, what yeah what does it? Now well, maybe first, how did you come up with it before yeah, we uh, dive into what we gain from it? 
That was a funny story because I was doing this improv in university and at the same time I was studying organizational psychology. <clears throat> and then I went to America and I, I was just doing summer camps and teaching kids improv. And I decided I'm going to read up on, on improv. And I started reading a bit about the principles and the history and the philosophy behind it. And I had this eureka moment like, wait a minute, this stuff is what I'm learning in organizational psychology about teamwork and innovation. And why don't we use improv exercises to help teams be more collaborative and innovative? And I thought I was the first person with this idea. But then I said, let me just double check. And I Googled improv team building and I saw push all these uh, uh, improv theater companies already uh, providing this uh, like corporate uh, and uh, organizational uh, team development sessions using improv and I was like wow my idea is already working all over the world so that put my whole actually career into this path where I integrated what I was studying with organizational psychology and and uh, what I was doing on the side with improv. So I went back to South Africa and I, I did my master's in organizational psychology. And that was the topic for my research. I wanted to see, does it really, does it really work? And I found there was uh, some organizational psychologists that did research on um, a, a climate for team innovation. How, what are the elements of a climate for team innovation? And when I read that, I was like, well, this relates to these principles of improv. So there should be some connection. So let's see if the exercises that improvisers use to develop these improv principles can be used those same exercises to help teams create a, a, a innovative culture. Um, yeah, and then my research had a statistically significant uh, impact because I developed a team development workshop using improv exercises and I measured the team, uh, two teams before, what was their climate for innovation and then three months later I measured it again and to see if the one who did the workshop had a better, had improved in their climate in innovation compared to the other one who didn't and yeah they significantly did improve. So and then from there I went on to this like almost new career path where I integrated my work uh, like organizational psychology but using a lot of what we now call applied improvisation um, to help teams uh, develop these uh, innovative climates and what's this applied improvisation? Yeah. so applied improvisation is when you're applying imp improv not on the stage but in a different context mm -hmm. so it can be if we're talking a business context how to develop teams that to be more uh, collaborative and innovative so you're applying some of the 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 principles but also the exercises you use them to develop the the, the mindset and the skills that people need to be more collaborative and innovative and communicate it's it's really about improving people's communication skills and co 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 creation skills and you know co team innovation skills yeah there are uh, uh, in theater uh, at least in uh, improv theater there are some kind of of rules and there are not uh, that many but you um 
you can also benefit from these rules within uh, uh, co-creation with your uh, colleagues. For, for example, um, um, we have this manifest. Um, I always forget about this manifest, so Birgit needs to help me. <laughs> but um, we have three, three major rules we use in, in our, uh, our theatre. And that's um, um, uh, live in the moment. So what's happening now is what's happening now. We don't look at the past. We don't look too much at the future because, well, somebody can bring in an idea that's uh, 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 that's completely opposite to your idea, but we just work with what we have now. Uh, on top of that, we say yes over no, because if we say yes, we come somewhere. We uh, can bring an idea uh, much further. Even a bad idea can become a great idea. And if we say no and we keep saying no, then somebody feels bad about his input and he will probably not put in more input. Well, um, you will also recognize that with um, um, uh, uh, creating things with your team, if somebody else is always saying no, you stop being uh, giving more input. And um, there's a third one, Burgert. Yeah, that the third one is make your make your partner look good um, instead of making yourself look good. So it's really about, and that's a big one for teams. Like, how do you shift um, from a how do I make myself look good to how can I make my team members look good? Um, and that's really a part of how do you create that safety for improvisers? Because most people think. Yo, that's one of the scariest things I can think of to go on stage and I'm unprepared and there are lots of people looking at me. But the whole thing about improv is you do this together and there's this basic core principle which is make your partner look good. So you go on stage and you know you can trust your your fellow players because they are there to make you look good and you do the same for them. You don't have to focus on what am I going to do to not look like a fool. You just focus on how can I make the others look good and they do the same for you. Uh, and this way you create this really safe place where people can really be courageous and come up with ideas and create stories and uh, bring I uh, ideas together because that's all thing also it goes with the yes, yes idea, yes and uh, idea. Because you know when I, whatever I do on stage, the others will yes and those. You, they will accept it and they will build on add it. Add something. Yeah. And they will add something. They will make it better. They will color it in more. So there's never a fear of looking like a fool because everyone's got your back and you've got their back. Yeah, I always add one, and that's more for myself. That's more like you will act like a fool. Somehow on the stage, there will be a moment that you act like a fool. Enjoy that moment because it will happen. And if you enjoy that moment, people will 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 uh, will uh, take care of you. They will uh, look at you and think, hey, that that guy is not uh, uh, is embracing what he's doing wrong. And uh, uh, people people love that. If you yeah, would yeah. stay there in in stage and think like and and act like oh man um I'm oh man I can go go to through the ground here oh man take me away here people will feel that and if people feel that they will they'll 
um, uh, uh, shine that upon you and then you will see that and you will feel even more like please mm. take me away so if you embrace that things go wrong then um, uh, then people will will uh, help you with that and will enjoy things going wrong because they recognize it because they will also do uh, uh, things wrong so if you are on stage and things do go wrong well have fun have fun with it and somebody else will put a step in, in and will uh, uh, rescue the scene and uh, make something great out of it. And then you will still look great because, well, people had a lot of fun of you doing stupid things on stage. Yeah, and that if you really relate that back to, to teams and organizations, it's really about creating that experimental culture where people can experiment and it's safe because when an experiment fails, no one's going to blame. They're going to like, okay, what did we learn from this? What's the value in this? Um, yeah, the other way we say it in improv theater is everything is an offer. So nothing is worthless. Everything has some value. And you're, you're always focusing on what is the value. So if you have that mindset in an organization, any kind of failure is like, okay, that didn't work out the way we expected, but what can we learn here? What's the value we can get out of this and do something with that value? So that That's really relies and connects with, with experimentation, experimentation yes. and doing experiments and find out, okay, what, what can we use from this and whatnot and, uh, and build on that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the power of of doing actually doing this, you can still think, yeah, these are nice ideas, and we all know about these ideas. We talk about it all the time, but the 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 value of actually practicing these uh, improv exercises, these games, just doing improv theater is, it's a completely safe place. There's no risk in anything because you're just having fun together. But you're actually training your brain. And your body to deal with these situations where you you start feeling comfortable with experimenting, uh, being courageous, sharing your ideas, knowing what it feels to be in a safe environment with other people, how to create a safe environment for other people. So you learn these skills by doing the improv exercises that you can then, and it's it immediately spills over off stage as well. Because you're actually developing certain uh, neural pathways in your brain that we're a lot of us lost a lot of that playfulness and taking risk and experimenting um, because of uh, I don't know the school system or how organizations we uh, are used to how things are done we we become very fearful and we don't uh, we're not so courageous and we just we just find what is the role i need to play to fit in and be accepted and be promoted um, and we just play that one role all the time and we're too scared to step out of that role but uh, in improv you also learn the ability to have role flexibility because you jump into different a lot of different roles in a short time, in the one in one time, you're a you're a bombastic superhero. Uh, superhero, and the other one, you are a timid uh, ant, <laughs> and you can play around with these different uh, roles and different status, and gives you that flexibility in real life, and you can be more flexible in the roles you play in the organization. And when we talk about agile organizations. 
being have being flexible in your role becomes a lot more important because we're part of different teams and this team I need to play this role and another team I can play a different role whatever the team needs to be effective um, and I can just you can just sh- switch around your roles much hey, more easier yeah so so that are very good uh, um, characteristics of of this uh, this improv um, can you explain uh, you uh, Peter Paul shared in the introduction of the two of you that you're part of the core group of improv in bot.com uh, so that means that there's a group doing this improv together, but but I, I assume you do this in, in more situations. Can you explain uh, some of them and, and describe how do you make use of this improv in in the business? No, I only do improv for fun. So during every <laughs> Friday lunch, we have this improv group and we get together and we uh, we have a lot of fun and uh, play scenes. We do it online at the at the moment. Um, and I know from some some people there uh, who got uh, uh, much more uh, self confident doing presentations and 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 uh, stuff like uh, uh, that based on what we do on on our improv. But Burhard also does this with uh, teams. Yeah, but Rob, don't you you have these uh, um, um what do you call these ceremonies that you also oh, do? These yeah. uh, these funerals <laughs> for legacy legacy software or outfaced uh, systems, yeah. And and that is total theater right there. And you wouldn't do that if you didn't develop this uh, these uh, skills in improv, right? Well, that's 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 true. That's true. But I don't think that's the answer they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> they want to they want to hear things like how did the teams get better and how did uh, uh, the teams work together more and what do you do kind of workshop like things to um, make sure they get there. And then after that they can come to all of my funerals. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, at the same time I think that having a, a, a place for burial of uh, legacy software systems is part of our culture, and also brings forward in what we think is important. And also basically taking down software systems that we no longer use and that we have innovated on is for me uh, a really important part of our culture because it, uh, yeah, uh, you have to. Um, Get rid of the old stuff to to build the new ones, uh, and yeah, we tend to build the new ones before we get uh, rid of the old ones, of course. And having a little fun with it, or having some place, some ritual to deal with it, yeah, I think that that yeah, well, that's still part of what we want to achieve as a company. So uh, I really liked it from that perspective. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the skills you learn in improv is really to be able to let go of your your your. Um, things you treasure you know because um, to create something with other people you often have to let go of some of your own ideas and the things you think is the right idea or the best thing you just have to let go of it because it's not serving the bigger story and you, you constantly need to just let go let go let go let go of your ego mostly because it's your ego who just hold, wants to hold on to your precious idea or your that's the hardest thing. one kill your darlings Exactly. I mean, that's so, 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 and that that's such an important part of a like a mental agility of flexibility is the ability to just let let go, let go, kill your darlings, kill your zombies. Those projects that just are half half alive, that's not really going anywhere. Just just let it go, kill it. Um, 
and that is ability you learn in improv. But to answer your other question, there's a lot of um, I've done a few workshops with teams where I just introduced them to some of these basic improv principles, doing some some of these exercises um, just to get a, a feel for it. Um, some of it, some of these principles I've uh, created, of, of, like I, this, this the idea of yes and. Um, I've developed a retro structure around it where you write down. So it's the idea of yes and versus yes but. You know, yes but is you get stuck because when you yes but each other all the time, and when you yes and you you get into a flow and it opens up possibility. So often, um, as a team or even as an individual, you can create your own yes but in your own head. So. I'll let people write down as an individual or as a team, what is it that you really want? And then, but what is standing in your way? Um, we want to collaborate with the business side, uh, but they never show up to any of our meetings or they never show up to our stand-ups or whatever. That was, I think, an example. So we say, okay, so what, do, what is the result of this story? You want to collaborate, but this thing is happening. So yeah, we now we're complaining and and you know we we're taking longer to do things or so nothing's happening. So I say okay, write down again. Uh, we really want to collaborate with uh, the business, and they don't show up to our meetings. So if you ex accept that they don't, you don't use it as a but or an, as an excuse. Write down, so what if we say, and they don't show up to our meetings. So what if we, and then suddenly your mind opens up. Okay, yeah. I accept. I already, started, I already started thinking like, oh, well, I mean, then they have opportunities to do it a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Then you start well, thinking, okay, let's stop using this, but this obstacle is an excuse. Let's just accept it. That's the other thing about improv is really teaching you to welcome everything, accept reality as it is, and do something with that then to still get what you want, uh, what you need, or what you need to be effective. Um, and that's, so that's a nice way where I've taken improv principle and just uh, created a like a retro format around around yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So you 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 picked the the principles of the of improv. And translated them into really powerful, uh, actually instructions for the for the for the retro. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you can so you use it in in workshops in in retros. Do people know if you if you use improv or not? Do do you share it with them or is it uh, just okay? And we do it this way and and they will find out. Uh, it sometimes often I what I what's nice about I, another example is we I, we did a session with. Um, all the the product managers and um, engineering managers, the whole domain leadership for for one of the domains, back in the little uh, lockdown uh, break we had in the summer, where we could go to the office, we we had a, a two days domain days, and and we realized before that these this group of people really need just to connect, just just to connect to each other. So we designed a half, uh, almost a half day, just doing improv together to get them connected. Um, 
So we did lots of exercises that are just one-on-one. Um, for example, one exercise is, is called mirror, mirror, where you look at another person uh, in silence and the one moves and the other one follows and you just do the mirror image of the other person. We did and that, then, yeah. Yeah, I think I've... In other worship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you switch, uh, the other one leads and the other one follows. So one's leading, one's following. And then the third round, you say, okay, now you're both leading and following at the same time. And now suddenly you really have to connect to the other person, really pay attention, but also while paying attention, being influenced by them, also use your own influence and influence them. And you really get to connect it. And um, so that's an example of an exercise, but it really relates so nice to this idea of co-leadership, which is such an important topic in our product organization about leading a product team from a, from a technical and a business point of view. And this exercise really illustrates, so we can talk about these ideas like leadership very theoretically and how it should be, but a simple exercise like that gives you an emotional and a physical experience. What does it feel like when you're co-leading? Um, so that's an example. And like your, your question was, do I share that this is improv? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, because it creates this idea of, oh, we're stepping into unknown territory now. I tell people, so how does it feel to know you're going to do improv theater? <laughs> and people are always a bit scared, but also a bit curious and excited. Um, and that's the perfect space to be if you want to grow and learn, is to be a little bit scared, put you on your toes, makes you more alert, wakes you up. It... Um, and a bit of excitement because, you know, it's safe. We're just going to have fun and there will be laughter. So people are motivated to participate. And I always tell people, don't worry. We This this world of improv theater is like the ocean. And if I throw you in in the deep side, it will be scary and really uncomfortable. But we're going to st start at the beach. We're just going to dip our toes and have fun. Uh, and go deep as you feel comfortable, and um, and we do we do ex mostly exercises that are in pairs and not one or not a few people on a stage and everyone watching them. We might end up there at the end, but by then everyone's so warmed up to it and enjoy it so much they don't care so much. But yeah, that's kind of. So you have done some workshop, uh, Peter, with uh, Burger. Yeah, when uh, Burger was uh, coach of the for the logistics uh, ITMT, we had a I think it was a kickoff in beginning of 2020 uh, oh, yes, uh, summer yeah. offsite, and Burger did this, uh, this uh, exercise. Oh, your Wi-Fi is failing. Forward and backward with the hands at the. Yeah. Okay. And did you did you really? Did you also experience the stuff Burger is telling about? Uh, do you still use it in your day-to-day -day work? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. Uh... And that's why you should join the weekly improv drop-in class because it's a practice. It's like saying, I did yoga once and now my life has changed you know you know yeah, that, that well, i've like i've that. gone i've done <laughs> exercise once and now i'm a fit person now it's a practice so that's why that's why we have this weekly uh, drop in class 
where people can come and practice these things. Okay, yeah, really cool. So that's that's indeed. Uh, yeah, if you if you want to be part and you are in bold.com uh, in the tech community or everywhere in the bold.com community, you can uh, go to uh, where. Go to where? How how do you uh, reach out? Well, I guess how do you become part of. It? We have um, we have our um, improv uh, teams. Um, what is it called? A teams, but the teams team. 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 Yeah. <laughs> teams team. Uh, where you can uh, we, where you can join every Friday at twelve. We start a meeting uh, over there. Uh, you can also take a look at um, at workplace. We have our own workplace um, group, which is updated regularly, really regularly, like every year months or something. Oh. And uh, oh, that, well, it's it has been a long time uh, ago. Um, because we had to go online uh, doing this improv, and we started, uh, of course, uh, um, uh, offline. We uh, we were in a in a small uh, meeting room and in the gym, um, which is of course much more uh, uh, much more fun. But um, um, yeah, if we are at the office, we will make sure that we have a room where you can just. Just go to, and now we have this team room where you just can uh, go to every Friday. It's open, it's public, everybody can come. It's not like that you have to to uh, start playing directly. If you just want to watch, that's fine. Also, it's uh, it's an open drop drop in class, so uh, you will start on the beach and then walk in the ocean. That, yeah, that's exactly. Uh, you can even yeah. stay on the road and watch to the watch the beach where the people are playing, and you will see that they have so much fun. But you start. Ah oh, well, ah, I can do this. I'm I'm pretty sure everybody can do it. It's just it's just your fear that's standing in your way. That's the and if you if you start accepting that you are going to fail over there, just as I said earlier, if you start accepting failure, failure, then you are halfway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you still can't find us, just send a Rob de Groot or a Burger. <laughs> Kirsten, an email or a message or anything. We will add you to the group. Sure. Uh, before we go to the closing round, uh, which we're going to do in an improv way of uh, uh, doing it, um, let, let's check uh, if we if we touch upon everything. Um, and the Burger shared kind of a structure, so we touched upon the skills and what do you do you gain from it in a, in a in a skill way of thinking. Uh, we shared some structures you do with uh, with this improv. Uh, we talked about the mindset and the manifesto, which is really uh, insightful for me that it is with only three principles. It's it's already this um, impacting, so to say. So it's it's really great. And I think we touched upon the culture as well. Um, and it, it, you create a safe environment by uh, yeah. by doing it. Uh, and uh, yeah. Based on what you create, and you, you also said, okay, you want to connect people, so it's also in that part of culture, right? And and you draw some uh, circles, uh, Birgit, in this in this slide, which you said, okay, we have individual level, team level, and organization level. Did we touch upon what you? Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, well, I want to say this: this this can benefit you as an individual. Develop certain skills, listening, confidence in uncertainty, or staying calm in 
in uh, uncertain situations and lots of those kind of skills. But as a, on a team level, it develops team skills and communication skills and creating that team culture, but also on an organizational level that can really be impactful as an organization if you develop this kind of organizational culture. Um, yeah, that's that's what that those three circles meant. Nice. The I, the we, and the everybody. Yeah. All right. Hey, we, we, we make uh, in the blog post around this podcast, we will share the, uh, the summary of this, uh, this slide as well. So um, people can have a look at it. Uh, yeah, usually we ask the question, uh, what is your most important takeaway? Uh, but right now it's up to you guys. You you came up with an idea to uh, yeah. to share let's, the most important takeaway. So uh, what, what does it look like? Let's make this fun. We're going to share our collective takeaway and we're going to share it by uh, each person saying one word at a time. And we see what is the, the emergent takeaway between the four of us. And the sequence we will do it is... I will start, then then Peter, then Rob, then Peter Paul, and then back to me. And we go around until we have one statement as a <laughs> okay. So me, Peter, Rob, Peter Paul, me, Peter, Rob, Peter Paul. We just go around and one word at a time. And the thing is, don't try. Here's another improv um, kind of principle. Be average, be obvious. Don't try to be super smart and just just say the obvious thing that comes to mind okay, okay. so here we go probably the most funny thing obviously <laughs> exactly so here we go uh, i'll start with the first word when i started this show we thought that it would be awesome but it happened that it wasn't just a awesome show, but amazing. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fascinating. Unrealistic. Splendid. Yet. <laughs> Another. Informated, informative. Constructive. Podcast. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <lot>. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, it felt Great. like we have written this down. This was not improvised. <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for having us on, on your show. Yeah, thank you.